Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to our number two Radio Law Talk. Fred Penny, Denise Dirks, and yours truly, Todd Cunin here, and Cal Hunter behind the glass, those smooth stylings from Cal Hunter. And now, late night music from Radio Law Talk. Welcome to Radio Law Talk After Dark. (laughs) In the first hour, we had our case or no case. Uh, You know, Fred and I took a whopping one-point lead in this New round of case or no case over Denise, who is trailing, flailing miserably, a whole single point behind us. How are and you, Cal's Denise? behind us, too. Well, that's true. Well, oh, well, we right. have all right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I should have seen that coming, shouldn't I? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> did you get the license plate number of that bus that just ran me exactly. over? Exactly. How are you doing, Denise? I'm good. I'm enjoying this foggy, overcast day. It is outside it's, our studios here. It's it's foggy and you know it, it looks like a scene of any movie set in the medieval times in England. When, or play misty for me. Oh yes, yes, could be <laughs> a lot of a lot of fog outside. We talked about the Jocelyn Maxwell case last hour. So if you want to hear our comments on that when our podcast drops Sunday, Monday, um, you can go ahead and hear our comments on that. You can also hear our case or no case from the first hour where Cal once again put his eternal soul in jeopardy to try to lie to us here on case or no case. So, so happy that you do that, Cal. I'll be rotting in Hades while you're justified in heaven pointing at me going, look, look at him. God, he's still a bum. <laughs> but, he's a, but he's a giver. It made the show more interesting, you know. Uh, this hour and, and for the rest of the show, we'll be talking about the Katie Holmes Oh, wait. Not Katie Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see what you want to see. The Elizabeth Holmes trial in Theranos, uh, the uh, the company she founded and the device that has now been called into question and how she went from being one of the richest self-made billionaires to 
nothing. Silicon Valley yeah. star to Silicon Valley nobody. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no star here. And yeah. so she's on trial, uh, prosecuted by the government for uh, fraud and other allegations. We're going to talk about updates on the mishap or the, the tragedy on the film, the set for the film Rust that Alec Baldwin was, Baldwin was starring in and producing. Um, where the cinematographer was shot. We have developments there. Mr. Baldwin gave a, a, an interview last week. What a bizarre interview. It, it was the weirdest thing. Oh, I, yeah. I just had to sit there and say, that makes no sense. Uh, yeah. You know, it went, went, I can just tell you, generally speaking, as a criminal defense attorney, if you go and make do an interview or make statements while the investigation is still pending in your case, it's not going to help you. It can only hurt you. The risk-reward is just not there for you. Why say anything at all? So, I don't know. But he did with uh, Bill Cosby. You know, just when you thought it was over, Bill Cosby's case is back in the news. A, a, a new twist and a motion filed by the prosecution will cover yeah, that. An appeal filed by the prosecution, which is extremely rare. Yeah, that's a that's, that's, uh, hmm. Interesting way to double down, and and we also have the the lovely Bones uh, author and and an outcome there. It was tragic what happened, but hopefully the outcome is good and puts people on a better road. We also have speaking of you know speaking of train wrecks. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, we 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 have the Jesse Smollett. Case. Oh boy! Yes, and it's and, just starting uh, the trial. They've actually got the jurors seated, I believe. They they do, and you know that is, yeah. I mean, talk about doubling down on something. I, I I'll be very curious to see how the evidence goes forward in that case, but yeah. And, and for those of and you, and that case is, it, it, we're going to have to talk a little bit about how it um it, it has some. View that looks a little bit like Cosby's case in a way. It it does. It has a view, but in it, yeah, and we'll talk about that. I don't want to give it away too much. I don't want to give it away too much. But you know what most people um, come here for, and what they really want to listen to the donuts. To the extent that donuts speak, yes. <laughs> or they yes. exist. Where are the donuts? Mm, okay, never mind. Mm, forbidden donut. Donut. Uh, case or no case, Cal. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yeah! All right, here we go. Remember, no wagering. That's absolutely illegal on this particular uh, this item. Chris Haney was born in a small town in Ontario, Canada. He was a high school dropout at the age of 17. Asked later if he regretted dropping out, he said, yeah, I should have done it a lot sooner. Chris Haney and Scott Abbott were buddies and partners. They were playing Scrabble one day when they realized they didn't have enough tiles. And then they said, okay, well, let's just buy some. But they couldn't buy the individual tiles. They had to buy the whole game set. They said, what a ripoff. So they sat down and started talking and said, how about we come up with our own game? So within two hours, sketched out on cocktail napkins, the game Trivial Pursuit was born. By the way, sadly, Chris Haney died in 2010 from a long illness, but he was crafty. He and Abbott posed as reporters at the annual board game convention and said later they learned more about the board game business during that time than in their whole lives. But they didn't learn good business principles. Their game cost $75 to print and distribute and was sold to retailers for $15 wholesale, losing 60 bucks a game. Eventually, the fledgling, fledgling Horn-Abbott partnership would sell the game license to Selchow and Writer, a large American game manufacturer and distributor. 
We don't know how much they got, but it, it was a lot. And Sal Chow and Ryder turned a trivia game with a cult following into a household name and a gaming phenomenon. Within 10 years, the sales of Trivia Pursuit was a billion dollars a year. But pretty soon they started looking around and a guy said, billion dollars? Wait a minute. Most of the trivia in that game came from my trivia book. And they didn't give me a penny. They didn't pay me anything. It's a copyrighted trivia book. They took stuff out of my trivia book. I'm not getting any royalties. And so I'm going to a lawyer to see if I can get a piece of that change. So he went to his lawyer, knocked on the door, Todd Cunard, and said, case or no case. Long setup, but it's true. So what, that's what I want to know. Well, you know, the interesting thing there is you said that, uh, was it Haney and Roberts? Haney and Abbott? I, I am cut off now. Let me look. I'm sorry. Shut off your mic accidentally. It is Chris Haney and the other guy. <laughs> oh, Haney and the other guy. Yeah. So so apparently you, you had said that Haney and the other guy had gone to the – opposed as reporters and went to the convention where they learned more about the gaming – or the business of board games there than anywhere else. But apparently that, that – they didn't learn enough to know that if it costs – was it seventy five bucks to make a product that you can only sell for fifteen? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a little hitch in the giddy up well, there. We'll, we'll see if we can. Uh, in all we, fairness, they're from Canada. Well, okay. <laughs> Ooh, ouch! Ouch! We have Canadian uh, listeners. Yeah. One of our first callers was it's from Canada. Just a joke. It's just yeah. a joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I listen. Here is my take on it. Um. I'm going to say this is not a case. Not a case. Because the, the, the person that wrote the trivia book, I mean, he might own that trivia book, but he doesn't own the experience of the trivia that is written in the book. That's still an independent thing, and anybody can look that up anywhere. And it's like saying that a newspaper owns the story that they print and nobody else can ever talk about that event because one newspaper happened to report on it. So I say no case. Fair I enough. say whatever Denise said. I'm on Denise's side because she's I the smartest. She yet. hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> I'm still on her side. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back after this and we'll get Denise's take and my take. Yep. Stay tuned. The answer to our case or no case is coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. If you're playing along at home, don't worry. We'll have the answer momentarily. So don't go away, please. Fred, Todd, and Denise will be right back with more Radio Law Talk after we take this break. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Quack car, car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack car. 
So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quick car wash. They'll have you looking Ever wonder how the credit card companies make their money? Well, think about this. If you owe $25,000 on five different credit cards and you make your minimum payments every month, here's what it's going to cost you. Are you sitting down? You'll shell out over thirteen grand in additional interest, and it's going to take over 13 years to pay off your original $25,000 balance. That's how they make money. Now it's your turn to fight back by calling the Debt Solutions Network. We'll work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. We promise we can and will reduce your debt. Call right now for a free 15-minute debt analysis. 866-451-3328. 866-451-3328. That's 866-451-DEBT. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918-1376. 800-918-1376. 800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need, including help for those in crisis due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit actorsfund.org. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Oh, no. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. I think you were with Denise. Uh, wasn't that true? Or is it my yeah, turn? Or is uh, it my turn? Let's see. Todd gave his answer. Denise I think it's was my getting turn. ready to give her. Did you give your answer, Denise? No. Okay. Didn't you go first last time, Denise? Well, you um, should have gone first this time, but you did not. So, so let's I, just I, let I, you go last. I, that's, I, I appreciate that, but I'm just trying to help you out because it's better to go last. But go ahead. Go ahead. We went with Todd first. I'll go last next time. Okay. 
Okay. All right. So this is a, a situation where um, pe- two people created the game Trivial Pursuit. They sold it, and then a pr- author of a trivial um, book is now seeking to see whether or not he can sue the new owners of Trivial Pursuit for having questions in their game that's in his book. And Todd's made a very good, you know, analogy. You can't own the rights to history or facts or things that are out there in the major general public. So that I don't see that there's a lawsuit here, but I do have to make a mention what priv- what is in um, unique to Trivia Pursuit is that you can buy cards, and it is uh, probably an idea that was patentable was to have these replacement cards and always be updating. And so people didn't always have to have the same. And once they learned the game, they don't play it anymore. So that was really a unique idea. But I still think it's not a case. They did keep the game fresh. But remember, it came off of Scrabble when they couldn't buy new Scrabble tiles. So, Fred, what do you think? If someone makes a game like this and Mm -hmm. the allegation is made that the answers to the game and questions came out of their trivia book, can the person with that, again, because Todd mentioned newspaper stories, they copyright those all the time. Uh, but can they copyright what happens in a trivia book? No. I, I'm right with Denise. There's what? How the heck can you ever say that, uh, like Todd said, uh, okay, who won the presidential election of 2016 or whatever the year was? Or who was the president in 1907? You, know, you can't. You can't patent that. So I'm going to say no. They're going to lose Trivial Pursuit people. Why the heck do they sell it so cheap? They sold it cheap, right? No, they got money. They got money even though they were losing bi- um, money, money in the business. But still, probably what it's worth now compared to what they sold it for. Well, they might, they might have gotten rights. They might have gotten a little spiff for everyone that sold, possibly. That's, hope. That, that's a that. huge, huge. But thing. when they talked to this guy, he was on the beach living his ideal life. You know, he said they asked him, are you dropping out of high school? I wish I would have done it when I was 14 instead of 17. Right. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. Right. Man. So that's what, that. What is it we should do? Guys? He was from Canada, though? Yeah. I mean, I mean are, is the Canadian ideal life living on the beach? I thought it was, you know, tracking down moose in the middle of the Yukon. I know, right? No, that's where they live. They want to get okay. away from the, well, That's their ideal life. Hey, what are you talking about? So, Fred, are you saying this is a case or not? I'm saying it's not a case at all. Okay. No case. So we have all, all right. gone no case. Well, well, that means that the cow could yeah. win. Hmm. This is fascinating to me. For those of you who say this was not a case, all that of was, us. That, oh well. Well, guess what? Sad news. What? <laughs> Cal nailed it. And you know what's interesting? Your legal theory is exactly what happened in court. The judge ruled that a trivia book writer is just a collector of the facts and did not originate them, and therefore cannot copyright it, and therefore no royalties are due. So Haney and uh, Abbott wow. win, and so congratulations to them. And that's, okay. Uh, yeah. I had raised the fact that it should be for Cal when he wins. He should get a point as against each of us. I and agree. Three, I agree. Three points, not two. I agree. Because it's so much three. harder to win yes. for in your place. Can we have a decision on that? Three points. I agree. I, I agree. Acceptable. If it's acceptable to everyone here, it's acceptable to me. But I would also like to point out another thing in in the history of case or no case, even going under the old point system, Cal would have gotten two points. And this would still be the first time in radio law talk case or no case history where Cal 
had the lead because right now it's True. one point for me, one point for Fred, nothing for Denise, yes. and two. Now three for Kel. It would have been two under the old one. He still would have had the lead. Wow. And, and by the way, I'm just sick about it. I'm just, uh, well, thank you. Uh, but that, but so next hour, Lisa, what are we going to do? Oh, next hour, uh, oh, a guy tried to sell a radio station but had a little problem in his past that may have prevented him from doing so. So that's coming up next hour on Case or No Case. And that's it for now. And Fred, wow. I'm, I was hoping I could play the fabulous no, Fred Chant. No, the no, Fred Chant's yeah. done. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Can't do it. I darn it. Well, I tried. I wanted to. Well, we're now going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, we went from... Um, Miss Maxwell to Holmes. That's kind of uh, what? What's you don't want to talk about her? Well, when I was setting this up, I referred to her as Katie Holmes, and was corrected. But you know, you, you, you <laughs> see the face you want to see, right? It's Elizabeth. It's I know Elizabeth Holmes. You know who Katie? Uh, no, Holmes it's is? like this. <laughs> no, it's Elizabeth Holmes. Yes, yeah. That was weird. So she, you know, th- let's lay out the history. Those of you who don't know who Elizabeth Holmes is, she's the one that started Theranos. She was a Stanford uh, uh, a student, uh, dropped out after one year, wanted to start a company, um, wanted to start a company that that uh, that that took blood, and you could find a little, you know, information or a lot of information about just from a pinprick, right? And and where now you got to draw blood? Don't you guys love it when you sit there and they draw blood? You're like, yeah. So uh, you're drawing blood for what? Oh, this this test and that test. Like psh, vial filling up. You know, they're like stacking these vials of blood. Uh, you know, I don't know if I have any blood left because you keep taking it out. I'm about ready to faint. Uh, but she didn't like that, and so she thought she was going to start a, you know, a business and a theory of trying to get this little machine to figure out all this information out of one drop or a few droplets of blood. And and in a, in a way, good for her for innovation and being a entrepreneur and trying to to build uh, this business and, and make it big. What happened though in Silicon Valley? And if those of you who don't know what Silicon Valley is like, because I have an office down there in in Silicon Valley, and uh, and I based my wife grew up in Silicon Valley. I know the area very well. Man, I tell you, if something starts and takes off and people believe in it, it. It vaults. It doesn't go a little ways because there's people with billions of dollars sitting down there waiting to invest in the next big tech thing. So that's kind of what happened. We're going to go through really uh, a little more detail what happened and why this trial is going on. And this trial has been going on for a little bit. And there's uh, she's getting on the stand. And this is a criminal trial, not a civil trial. We'll be back and talk about that right after this. Lots of interesting things coming up next here on Radio Law Talk, and we appreciate your listening no matter whether it's on our website at radiolawtalk.com, one of our podcasts, or, of course, on your favorite local radio station. There's more coming right up. Don't go away. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must
must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the Window Replacement Hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the Window Replacement Hotline now. 800-710-3739. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. That's 800-711-9218. Are you serious? Hold that stone. Email the show anytime you'd like. Info at radiolawtalk.com. I-N-F-O. Info. Info at radiolawtalk.com. We're back from the break talking about the Elizabeth Holmes trial. Um, and, and I was just following up as to the facts of uh, this case before we get into the testimony. She is taking the stand. It's very interesting what she's saying uh, while she's taking the stand. But uh, she's trying to... to to make it so it's simpler and easier where you can go to a CVS or a Walgreens and get your blood tested by just a pinprick with your finger. In fact, Walgreens bought into this uh, and and they started putting these uh, machines in Walgreens. And the issue is, did she mislead or defraud the investors? That's what it comes down to. And by the way, the investors that invested in this are what type of people other than now the people say, oh, there's some, some non- uh, you know, just standard, normal investors. And those people all got their money back. But the investors that supposedly, quote, lost the money are big business or big venture capitalists, right? That's right. Venture capitalists. And, and what does venture mean? Does it mean guaranteed capitalists? Like, uh, I will only invest and I have the right to get all my money back if I put money into something and it doesn't pan out? No, it's venture capitalism. And, and, and people that are venture capitalists have their own due diligence they do. They probably get hit with numerous requests by people to invest in, in all sorts of different ideas. And, and what do good venture capitalists do? They investigate. They peel the onion. I'm not going to take your word for it just on what you're saying. I want to see your research. I want to go back. I want to take a look at this stuff. I want to see your books. I want to see your books, exactly, so that I can make a determination if 
this is a sound investment for me. They're not the unsavvy mom and pop. I've never done this, but you know, it sounds like a good idea. So take my entire retirement that I have to live on for the next 20 years. That's not, but those aren't the folks. But, but, but she told us the army had a contract and she told us, she told us that this was all over the country and it was a proven technology, Your Honor. That's great. Then show me as a venture capitalist, the contract with the army. Right. Show me every store that it is in. Don't just – I'm just yeah. – as a venture capitalist, I'm not just going to take the spokesperson's word for it. That's great. And if everything you say is true and we can verify it, then we'll – then maybe we'll invest. That's how it works. Sounds like they had more verification and vetting on the Shark Tank than they did on this particular, <laughs> this it, particular thing. Well, and then what about the – entrepreneur wanting to go out and do something that's on the edge and and you don't think things were on the edge when they first started the computers or started you know all these all these technologies they are on the edge and I'm not I'm not on her side I'm not saying I'm jumping on her side but I'm worried about throwing ice on anyone that's ever wants to do something now and invest in something or build something and try to you know, better society with new technology and going I don't want to go to jail you know can you imagine the first personal computer, um, the person that created that, saying, and just imagine now it fits in your lap and not in an entire room. Right. Or yeah. I want one my on every desktop. And, my hand. Yeah. <laughs> my iPhone. Exactly. Right? Yeah, there's more computing power in your iPhone right now, Fred, than there was in the entire suite that NASA had at the time of the first moon launch. And better apps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. had GPS. And who, I mean, would have, who would have thought, right? I mean, they, they, they could have, they, the Apollo, was it Apollo 13 or whatever, they could have done that trajectory just by playing Angry Birds for a little. Okay, this is how you want to go back in. By the way, you have to hit the screen, make the bird pop into three, but you're on it. Exactly. If but, only they had iPhones. Exactly. So we're going to talk about a little bit of, of what the testimony was, but before we do that, and again, we're having fun here. We're a little bit. We're, we're and I, I feel sorry for her because it's not fun for her. But she's taking the stand, which is, you know, it's pretty rough when you're being prosecuted uh, for a criminal act. But here's what <laughs> Todd said during the break. Ah, uh, she's guilty just because what I saw her as her average. They went through what her typical day is like, and and. <laughs> And so yeah. she's not, but but this is you got to go through what her typical day is like, Todd. It's yeah, kind of interesting. There, there was some folks that chronicled what you know her morning routine and everything. And look, I get, I get a lot of celebrities do this. They wake up with the morning affirmations. Yeah, oh, I'm going to be a successful. I am successful. That's right. Affirmations ought to be present sense and non-negative. It's said that all that, but and, and I was on it. I was with her. I was with her right up until. I saw what she has for lunch. Uh, oh, well, actually, her breakfast after the workout is a uh, banana and whey breakfast. Whey, what? Yeah, yeah. And, and then for lunch, and then for lunch, no joke, folks, for lunch, let's see, salad with tofu. All right, the tabula and a green drink. And I'm like, you know, look, my lunch is... A Burger King and two, fries. Two yeah. cheeseburgers, yeah. no pickles, large fry, large Diet Coke, and two chocolate chip cookies. That may be what's responsible for my recent weight gain, but dang it, that's the way I like it, and it helps get me going through the rest of the day. That's how I roll. <laughs> now, do you think that that sounds more like what Fred's having for lunch now? Uh, I've got a Dr. Pepper and uh, nuts. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, yeah. Yeah, but what are you eating? 
Ouch, ouch. Denise Dirks for the win. Oh, oh, man. So can you go through also what she does in the morning? What time does she get up in the morning? Well, she she gets up at oh dark thirty. What do we got here? She's up at like four, three, three or up four? at four a.m. Right. So she's up at four a.m. to say her thanks to the Almighty, mm-hmm. and then let's see. She's got her. I'm I'm up at four not to say my thanks to the Almighty. The the throne. I go into yeah, the throne. I'm, 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 there I'm you up. go. I'm up at one three thirty four six thirty. Todd, like um, me, sleeps like a baby, wakes up crying every two hours. <laughs> and hopefully somebody's there to change my diaper. She spends 40 minutes uh, meditating up, huh? yeah, meditating to clear her mind, then praying, then 35 minutes working out. Mm-hmm. And then she has her, you know, hey, hey, she has her big breakfast of bananas and whey. A, a banana, a single banana and mm-hmm. whey. But look at What's, my what stomach. What is whey? I'm hers. sorry, I don't know what whey it's is. It's cheese protein. You know, the leftovers from the cheese process. Most people use it in the form of powdered protein that you mix with something else when you're on an all protein or high protein. You, trying, it's trying the stuff to, they used to throw away in the old days, right? I've never exactly. heard of Little yeah. Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey with a banana. Yes, I've heard that, but I didn't know what whey was. Long came a spider, sat down beside her, and said, "Hey, yo, what you got in the bowl?" Well, you know, I can test your blood. Yeah, said. let me prick your finger. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can test your blood. Yeah, that'd be great. So here's what's interesting about that. And Todd, you brought this up during the break that I think we want to bring up. She's been, I think, three days now on the stand. And the, most of the stuff she truly – there's actual emails where the scientists are saying this is working. Yes. And there's also ones that show that, hey, you know, we're struggling with some stuff too. So what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's not working right. But she's got ones that's saying it is working properly, and and then to top it off, she's got you know um, you know the the big headlines. This is what bugs me about you when you read headlines in the newspaper or on the online. Doesn't mean they're correct. You know, admits she doctored the lab reports. Todd, what or Denise? Tell them what they, she doctored. Yes, she did doctor something, but what was it that she doctored that didn't matter? Well, she she put logos from two different companies on it, and it gave the impression that those the, either they were investors and or they, um, you know, supported uh, the product. But the kicker here is, but for the logos, the information contained in those reports right. was all accurate and disclosed. So again. If that information is correct, anybody that's investing can look at that. They can see the report that's supposed to relay the reliability, show the reliability in the testing procedures and and how it's working. That information is not alleged to have been doctored. That was all correct. And so even though she put a couple of logos from companies that weren't hers to make it look more official – the information in it was correct. So where's the real fraud there? And I, she, I think that could bite, come back to bite the prosecution. And she actually did say, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I, I messed up. That was poor judgment. Guess how much poor judgment you have when you're starting a company. Don't forget, this is not like her and three other people running a business. She's got thousands of employees or hundreds, you know. She's got a massive company. There's going to be mistakes. And, and where's, the, where's the poor venture capitalist witness out there saying, well, you know, I didn't want to sink a billion dollars into this. But once I saw the Pfizer logo on the report, that was what, that's what tipped the scales for me. Yeah. C- copied and pasted <laughs> on a report that I don't, you didn't vet. Right Have now. you ever seen those investment portfolios that you've got to review? That if you're a venture capitalist or investing in something and you're supposed to be like have the expertise, it's like, you know, 100 pages. 
you got to really know what you're doing if you're investing. And by the way, she also claims that she was following the advice of counsel with that report and what she put on it as well. So that's exactly right. That's a that's a big one. I mean, it's like it's not me. I'm just the kid that's new to all of this. I got all these people advising me. I did what they said, but I'm the one taking it. We're coming back. We're going to talk about Rust shooting case. Uh, there's some bizarre turns going on in that. And there is more Radio Law Talk coming up right here on your favorite local radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. We appreciate you listening. Thanks. We'll be back. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Radio Law Talk. And RadioLawTalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. 
So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Fancy Pants Peanut Butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's gonna flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey shots for everybody in the bar. From the looks of it, I'd say nobody even remembers. Feed the pig. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. The movie Rust with Alec Baldwin is uh, very interesting. What's going on? We're, we're following that and the interesting uh, things that keep happening. There's civil lawsuits that have been coming up, but so far there's been no criminal action. So, Denise, kind of give us just a bit, brief overview what's going on, and then let's, uh, you know, we'll toss it to the DA, for a former DA and uh, guy that represents those that are accused, uh, Todd Keenan, about uh, kind of like uh, what he thinks is going on here. Well, uh, Alec Baldwin produced or was in the process of directing and producing Rust and they were filming and Alex was practicing apparently with a um, a stage gun and the gun went off and it he ended up killing um, one of the um, cinematographers. Uh, her name is Helena Hutchins and then he injured the director as well. And this has now been being investigated. Of course, everybody probably has now been interviewed that were on the set that day. The filming has stopped. Um, this was a Western, so guns would have to be basically used as that was very predominant in our Western days. And um, so now there's been a warrant issued for the um, – stage um, props of an outside company, um, not one that was actually working on this film. Yes, that's right. So, you know, the question here is there, there wasn't supposed to be any live ammunition on set, none. And clearly we know that there was at least one round of live ammunition. That was the one that was in the revolver that went off that uh, killed the cinematographer. So the question was, how did that, how did that round make it onto the set and into the gun. And so the question here has been trying to determine where the round came from because it wasn't one of those that – it wasn't a round that's like one you could go buy at a sporting goods store or anything like that. It's kind of a specialty round. And the uh, the armorer's father – so Gutierrez-Reed was the armorer. She was the one responsible for uh, the weapon and, and, and safety. And she comes from a family. Her father uh, – is in the same industry, and her father, Thiel Reed, or Thel Reed, indicated and told law enforcement, said, look, 
A while back, earlier on, I have these rounds, they're specialty rounds called uh, Starline, Starline Brass, I think that's what they're called. Yeah, they have that logo. Uh, the start with the Starline Brass logo, and, and I have a, I had a can with a, you know, two, three hundred rounds in it, and, and I was asked to provide those when this other company in New Mexico was doing firearm safety training with a cast out, and this was long before Rust started. And so I took the can out there, and this, uh, this firearms supply company that is in and around Albuquerque, New Mexico, they, they took my can. The guy there, Mr. Kenny, he's the uh, proprietor of that business, took the can, used the ammo with some of it. There was ammo left, and he kept it. Kenny kept the ammo. Kenny was the one that was supposed to supply the dummy rounds and the blanks to the rust set. And Thiel Thelreed, the father of the armorer, said, look, to investigators, I recognize that round that you pulled out of the gun that fired, that ultimately killed the cinematographer. That is the Starline brass round. And those are the same ones that were given to this guy who ultimately provided the blanks to the set for rust. So now a search warrant has been issued to go to that location. Mr. Kenny's. Mr. Kenny's location to search to see if they find rounds that are consistent with what was found on the set. Because they're trying to figure out how the live round was introduced. And and look, Gutierrez Reed, the armorer, her attorneys say, this is great that the FBI is going to get to the bottom of this because I didn't have the live rounds there. The only problem I see with all of this is – However the rounds got to the set, Gutierrez-Reed was the armorer. She was the one who was supposed to pop open the chamber, take a look at what was in there, shake the round to hear the BBs to make sure that it's not a live round. She was supposed to inspect it. So this warrant process may address how the round got to – how a live round got on set when no live rounds were supposed to be there. But what it doesn't necessarily address is, okay, once it was there – who put it in the gun? And how come you have an armorer, an assistant director, and arguably Alec Baldwin himself, all three of whom are trained to when you receive a weapon for safety purposes, you pop it open, you look at it, you make sure it is not armed the way it's not supposed to be armed, and you have an independent obligation to check that. How come that process broke down? Right. That has yet to be answered. Right. And that would be negligence for sure. And in some cases, maybe gross negligence. Could be. And and so that's something that was interesting. The other interesting thing is Alec Baldwin just gave an incredibly long <laughs> interview yeah. during this during this investigation. And I have to say the things that he said were just off. And um, I don't I don't understand why he even would be at this stage of the investigation um, being public with anything related to this um, matter to try to get out in front of it. That's the only thing I can think of just to try to get out there and plant some seeds of information and saying, look, I didn't pull the trigger out or anything. How that happened. But all he did was say there was nobody else involved. He didn't think there was any other person that brought it to the set, you know, hoping that something like this would happen and that he did not pull the trigger. I mean, come on. That that to me, it just to me looked like he was trying to protect himself and it was not really him trying to get to the bottom of what really truly happened. Denise, what does this remind you of? 
Can you think of it? I, I'm thinking of it, but go ahead. I mean, see if anyone. Callie, don't answer yet. Okay. Uh, I think you know the answer. Todd, who does this remind you of? Uh, I, I, several people. No, se- several no, clients no, no, that I have. But no, yes, one we've talked about. Is dead. See, Cal, do you know what I'm thinking? Who who did this this also? I do, but I'm not exactly sure where R. you R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. R. Oh, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, right, Remember, right, right, right. he went on that, that show and kind of showed him just go – Crazy, and he brought the two young girls out on one yeah. on another show. The Gail King interview on CBS. Yes, yes, yes. And right. and that's right. I killed him. That's right. Who's oh, the other oh, one? Durst. Yes, <laughs> right. Durst. Durst is another one. Yeah, he, <laughs> when in doubt, shut up. <laughs> Here's the thing. It reminds me of the comedian Ron White, and when he's telling officers, "Yeah, I understand. I have the right to remain silent. I just lack the ability." Um, <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Here's a something for folks to remember. Okay, so you know that Miranda warning that they give. And look, this interview with Alec Baldwin he wasn't in custody. This wasn't police interrogation. It was just a, a regular interview. But you know the Miranda warning where it says you have the right to remain silent. Right. And then it says, and listen carefully, anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. And, and oftentimes people go, well, if you're innocent, why don't you go ahead and talk to us? Because it doesn't say anything that makes you look guilty or any admission can be used against you. It says anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. Even if it's stuff that you think makes it look like you didn't do it, it can still be used against you in whatever context they want to use it. You have the right to remain silent exercise it. That's right. And in this particular case, you have to remember now what we've got is we've got now prior inconsistent statements because what Baldwin initially said to the uh, police at the time that this occurred is definitely 100% different than what he said in this interview. You know what? What I would do, and Todd, tell me this as a prosecutor, former prosecutor and uh, defender of those accused. Why not have his lawyer come on and talk and he just sit there and say nothing? Now, if the lawyer talks and says stuff, is that admissible in a court of law? I would think the answer is no, even though he's sitting there next to him. I wouldn't say a dang thing. I don't know. That's what I don't know. That's something I don't know. We had a case a while back where the lawyers came out and said something and it was imputed to their client. I can't even remember the case. It's been, what, four years ago? But I'm, I'm going to look it up. I guess the one concern I would have with the lawyer being there is a slip up where the lawyer starts to talk about communication you have with the client. And then you have to deal with uh, an inadvertent waiver of the attorney-client privilege because you had your lawyer talking for you when you were right there. Right. I, 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 I would I would opt for keep your mouth shut. Yeah, because candidly, there yeah. wouldn't be a news story if the lawyer went out and spoke. I don't know that the network would say, right. well, let's talk to his lawyer. Nah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be back after this, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the Rust case if we want to, and then Bill Cosby, uh, what the latest is there. Hour number three of Radio Law Talk is coming up in about seven, well, seven minutes, about on your favorite radio station. If they continue to carry us, if they don't, feel free to go over to radiolawtalk.com and click the Listen Live button. It's absolutely free, and you can, we would appreciate it if you do that. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 